to Pastors of the Roundtable. We're glad you could uh, be with us uh, to enjoy our conversation because we know you'll enjoy it a lot. <laughs> um, Today we're talking about pride. Yeah. Apparently it's all about my pride. This is the Discipleship <laughs> Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church and it's brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan. Together we're going to encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Uh, sitting around the table, as usual, Scott Slater, Matt Bates, Tim Michael and I'm Spencer Snow. Uh, I got a quick question. Yes. Before we dive into the progressive stuff, did you go to Bojangles? Yes. And honestly, like honest opinion, not swayed, yep. not anything. Honest okay, opinion of Bojangles. Listen to, listen to this. Did they have the Bojangler? They did not have the Bojangler because we're out of the season of Lent. Ah, and, oh, uh, okay. makes sense. Okay. It's coming so up. I pulled up to Bojangles. Shepherdsville. Yeah. And Old I looked look there and this is this is Slaterville. And so I was I was <laughs> I went over there and I pulled up and I looked on the menu and I got the Cajun chicken fillet biscuit yep. meal, which comes with a drink and with these round potato with a lot of cash brown kind of thing. Mine came with fries. It's oh. not like a tater tot? Maybe it's kind of like a tater, tater tot, tot, but oh, it's okay. like a frisbee shaped kind of. Yeah, like yeah, those yeah. old Burger King ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like good. Those. They like were those. good. They were warm. Did they have their Cajun seasoning on those? Or I don't think like... there was on that. Just the chicken. Okay. Okay. They have on their fries. They have Cajun seasoning. It's awesome. Okay. I should have done that. And and so and then Is I saw that. And, but I yeah. had wanted. I wanted to try. They have a steak biscuit. Yeah. Just chicken fried steak. Right. On a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have it. I know they did. So, so I ordered that. The South you ordered that you also. I ordered that also. And according to our Bojangles uh, expert, I ordered a half dozen Bowberry. Okay, this is biscuits. what I want to know about. I want to know about those. So I go through there. I order. I pay. They're like, we're gonna have to. We're making the Bowberries for you. Fresh. So, so, so fresh? we're gonna have to pull ahead. We'll get them out to you. So I wait there. Guy comes out there. This this thing I was was not expecting it. There's these beautiful blueberry filled biscuits with icing over them. Okay, in a, in a like a donut case, and he's like, I put an extra one in there for you. Oh, probably some high school kid. So, no, so then I go over and pick up my uh, Ryle or something and pick up my other family. And I ate it. You, yeah, he's got family. a couple families. <laughs> I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> This is my family in Kentucky. Um, and so then I, so we are driving and I eat the Cajun one. That was good. The steak one I actually really liked. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's a lot of breading. You got a biscuit yeah. and breaded steak? <laughs> breaded steak, yeah. That's a lot of bread. It was good. And ate those But the biscuit's mostly rounds. So. And they were, they were nice and warm. And then my wife, though, because she wasn't wanting to eat Bojangles, then we ate the Bowberry biscuits. And that was she would really like those a lot. Could she replicate those? Those would be hard to replicate, but I bet she. Do you think she could? Yeah, yeah she I should she try. Could. She, she should. should try. I'll talk to her. yeah. You talk to her about that. All right, so I'll stick a butter it. in each. Yeah, and just I mean, drench. They the were good. They, they were good. Very good. <laughs> okay, for dessert. I'm interested in those. So. I mean, and Scott says they're lying. making the biscuits homemade right there. They make I mean, them right there in the store. That's the only thing I'm interested in in that whole restaurant are those blueberry biscuits. None of the, uh, the rest sounds enticing The chicken fried steak biscuit Not on a biscuit. Good. I don't want a sandwich on a biscuit. 
Ever. You don't like biscuits. Let's I mean, just say that. I like them with blueberry and frosting all the time, <laughs> I think. So it was. The biscuits good. are by far the best thing there. They're very good. It's very good. The blueberry ones, and they're just the regular ones. Well, I'm glad it was that a good experience. Be, that should be the next thing we bring up to Monroe Culver's, Chick fil A, <laughs> Bojangles. The closest Bojangles I saw heading down south was Shepherdsville. 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 Uh, I thought there was one in uh, Florence. I thought I saw Oh, really? I thought I saw a sign for one. I could be wrong, but you might be right. Yeah. We can you know what Bowberry That still reminds Kentucky. me of? Mm. Yeah, Count Chocula Booberry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they were, I mean, it was, it was, it was very good. Good. Very well, I'm good. sorry to derail us from our conversation. Yeah, that was like, yeah, I know that you were in derail. Was, I've been it's meaning okay. to ask you about yeah, it. Yeah, you and that was an inviting question, and you, I gave you a valuable answer. You did. So, I appreciate it. Um, it was very an answer. So today we're talking. You with didn't Pastor. ask me about my skyline chili, by the way. Oh, we already oh. know. It's gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's watery. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> did your family eat skyline? My kids did. Alicia didn't. Mm-hmm. She got a salad from Chick Fil A, and she was the only one that felt sick that night. Wow. Skyline has this thing where it, it increases your uh, your white blood cell count. It's the cinnamon in there. Because <laughs> yeah. white blood cinnamon cell count is a good indicator of how you feel. What's it, what's it like? Uh, your your tolerance to disease. What do they call that? Your immune system? <laughs> immune system? It, it decreases your IQ. But <laughs> <laughs> it increases your immune system. Yeah. Closest Bojangles in Lexington. So just keep shooting down 75. Yeah, you'll keep going down 75. There's also a Sunny's barbecue down there where you can get all you can eat barbecue mm. wow. of any kind, and their um, yep, and their uh, cornbread is served to you in little mini loaves that are covered in honey, mm. and it's delicious. You get as many as you want. <laughs> Maybe we should change the topic of our yeah, right. podcast today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just telling all the food, just our food favorite food, <laughs> all of the glories that can be found in Kentucky. <laughs> all the glories. <laughs> Yeah. We haven't mentioned a single person. It's just been food. It's just been food. So, the people are not the that good great. thing. <laughs> is the food. <laughs> the good thing is that high school kid that gave you your extra bow bear. The one he dropped oh, on the right. ground. <laughs> he, threw it in your he, wasn't, he wasn't a high school kid. <laughs> no, no. Gotcha. He wasn't a high school. This kid never saw high school. <laughs> Probably didn't finish. It. I, he, he, well, I mean, but I bet. Hey, do you get free lunch every day for working there? I'd rather do Taco Bell. Free Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're still going through our uh, progressive uh, Christianity uh, Ten Commandments series. Scott, would you like to walk us through that? Sure, yeah. Uh, the uh, the commandment that we're looking at today is commandment number uh, seven. And it is, or no, it's in commandment number four. Five. One of those. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's, it's five. <laughs> it's my, I don't know. My, my point on the paper is not the same as the commandment. I was going to say, it's a seven. Yeah, I it's know, super, but confused. it's not the same. It's okay. super confusing. Everybody's going everybody's gonna to be like, I missed one. <laughs> they didn't post that episode. Um, this commandment is inviting questions is more valuable than supplying answers. Mm-hmm. And... It's here in this one that we're going to start seeing how we've said before that these all start meshing together, um, but they have different nuances to each of them. And this one is that, uh, this one's more about just how providing answers and being right to a question is not the valuable part of 
kind of distracted right now. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not what's valuable. That mm-hmm. giving an answer to a question is not nearly as valuable as asking the question in the first place. So the way this plays out, uh, two things. Uh, the way this plays out is uh, there's a um, a woman who has a podcast. Her name is Elisa Childers, and she writes a lot about the progressive Christian thing. And that's because she's kind of come out of it. She mm-hmm. was trending towards progressive Christianity and then through a series of events kind of came out of it before she was just completely so she regressed it. yeah she regressed yeah okay. I'm and, a regressive uh, Christian yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. But, as long as you're regressing to but what, what happened to her in her uh, testimony in this that is that she was going to a, a progressive Christian church she didn't know that term at the time she was going to that church she was kind of in a crisis of faith and the Bible study she was a part of, the pastor that was leading it, who was a progressive Christian, would bring up really difficult questions, really hard things, and then they would kind of discuss it as a group. Um, and then the study would end. And then she kind of expected the next week that they would actually that they would actually talk about the real biblical answer to the problem. That's what she was looking for. Mm. But instead of doing that, they would just go on to the next big question. Wow. And she would talk to them, and she would ask, like, are we... Are you ever going to actually give us the answer to this? Mm-hmm. And it became really clear, really quick to her, is that like the progressive Christian study is not meant to give you answers. Mm. It's meant to ask questions. Wow. Um, so is it like? Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's where. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, so is it? <laughs> is it like where <laughs> you allow people to ask questions to you, or is it where you are being active and asking questions? to people to engage them in more questions with never really... Does that make sense when I'm saying the difference? It's a never-ending trail of questions, Mm. no matter where it's coming from. I didn't know if it was more like saying... You need to a ask progressive Christian questions. sits and listens as people ask questions, and you just let them ask questions, but you don't ever give answers. Yeah, or is it? I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, it's both. It's it's you. You don't really, as a progressive Christian, you're not trying to give answers to people. You're trying to invite more questions. You're trying to lead them to ask more questions as well. So that was mm-hmm. the Elisa Childress. It's just a good example mm-hmm. of it happening to a real person. There's a meme on Instagram though that. Um, you know the pop. It's I guess not a popular phrase, but people have said it before, uh, where they say, you know, God said it, I believe it. That settles it, right? And so, but the meme has little uh, little commentary under each one of those statements. God said it, I believe it. That settles it. And so, I'll just read the meme to you guys so that you'll kind of see. This is the spirit with which progressive Christians are looking at this. God said it, and then the commentary is to a particular person or group of or a group thousands of years ago in a foreign and violent culture. I believe it, commentary is, would be foolish to assume my modern English understanding of the Bible is the final and complete understanding. That settles it, commentary, that I will continue asking questions and learning as a way to worship God. In their mindset, arriving at the place of answers, that's not actually the goal. The goal is to just keep asking questions mm. and exploring, and that's, it's almost like, a, you know, you have people who say that the journey is is part of it. It's not just about the destination, it's the journey. For them, this is just an ongoing journey. It's an mm. ongoing question asking mm-hmm. um, for them. And so, I don't know, what, what do we, I mean, there's obviously what I think we would say are some problems with that, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, just hearing that, what do you guys think? Hmm. 
I think I first would say, I think questions are good. As Christians, we shouldn't be scared of questions. Um, they are a good thing, and the Bible gives us answers to questions. Where this says, don't give answers. I do think it would do well for some Christians to be quiet and not try to give answers so much. Mm-hmm. Like, just listen yeah. and maybe probe with other questions and and maybe get to the point to where you're good enough to have a conversation where you know how to ask questions to get to a point. Mm. Um, but that takes some skill, mm-hmm. I think. That takes uh, maybe even like, I say gifting, but I don't mean this in like a spiritual sense, but like... You know, it's a it's a talent that somebody has maybe sure. mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that, uh, but to not be afraid of questions. I think there's a lot of Christians out there who are afraid of questions that maybe science is coming up with and stuff because they're afraid it actually is going to discredit the Bible. <clears throat> there's like this fear of that, yeah. and that's not going to happen. Um, we don't need to to fear that stuff. We need to be well equipped, I would say, which is different than this to to be able to give answers. But again, I don't think we always have to be super fast to shoot at answers. Just like with your own kids, there's times you could give your kid the answer, but it'd be a lot better if they got to it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to try to work them to that, to see that. Um, This also shows grace, which we talked about in the last one, of having gracious behavior, to just listen to people, vent. And then at the appropriate time, the right time to be able, hopefully, to give them an answer and to supply them an answer. To me, this sounds like a horrible place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To never have an answer? Yeah. <laughs> like, just more <clears throat> questions. To, to me, this is like asking my wife where we're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or Spencer. No, he's going both angles. <laughs> um, but, like... Just no answer. Like, I just want an answer. And, I mean, why would I go listen to somebody talk? Like, you said that she was at a church where the guy was progressive. What the heck? What did he preach about? When you preach, you are giving answers. You are sharing It was was a Bible study. It wasn't like him preaching. But, I mean, what does he preach about? And I can see her frustration in that Bible study. It's like, you asked a really big question here that I thought was going to be answered at some point, and it never did. What a frustrating way... To live in a very chaotic and unorganized yeah. way mm-hmm. to live. Well, we're, what comes in at this, I don't know if you guys remember, this was several episodes ago um, when we were talking about the nature of doubt. And mm-hmm. one of the things is that for a progressive Christian, like what, what really is the tactic here, I think, this is what you see a lot when you think of progressive Christians um, and those who have been through a deconstruction actually are evangelizing mm-hmm. those that have not yeah. mm-hmm. and tried to get them to come. Mm-hmm. What they do is they ask questions and they leave them unanswered as a method of casting doubt Mm. on something and they see doubt as a destination Mm. doubt is the only truly humble place to be yeah whereas like if you Mm. provide an answer to something that's prideful it's also providing an answer to something goes back to the last commandment we were talking about about having gracious behavior well the truly gracious behavior is being humble and not claiming to have the answers and but when you claim to have the right answer and to be right, which other people might disagree with, is caring too much about the right answer. Mm. When really what matters is loving people and being kind and gracious to people. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's kind of where they're coming from, is living in this place of doubt. Which I agree with you, Tim. I think that sounds awful to not have answers yeah. to questions, um, to not have answers to mm. know what's coming, what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I just I don't I don't know how they ever move forward. I I would I wouldn't even know how to do a Bible study like that. I mean, you said she was in a Bible study. <laughs> You're probably going to end up not studying the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I know, but I mean, what are you... <laughs> just as confusing for the yeah. person leading it as the person... There has to be an answer, though. I mean, like, I don't know what the big, deep questions are, but the big, deep questions of today are, like, on gender and sexuality mm -hmm. and these different things, of which progressive Christianity has given answers to all of them, <laughs> that everything is okay. And so it seems... I don't... I guess I don't even know what those conversations look like. I feel bad. I want to speak intelligently to this, but... When the when the pastor stands up to do the Bible study and is like, okay, today's big question is on homosexuality, and is this good? Mm -hmm. Do they say yes? I mean, do they not say yes? They probe it. I mean, I would. I'm kind of interested to know how this goes yeah. mm -hmm. because I wouldn't even know how to entertain that and to talk through it if I believed in everything is okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it seems like a lame study. Yeah, I think one of the things it gets down to with these things, though, is these are slogans. Yeah. Yeah. These are not, I think that part of the problem is if we take these people, I don't want to be mean, but if you take what they say like this right here too seriously, you'll go crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because the reality is, is like you've been saying, they do supply plenty of answers yeah. Yeah. on sexual ethics, mm -hmm. on identity ethics, on gender, and economics, all uh, those things. Politics. They supply many answers, and there is an orthodoxy to to at least some of those answers in these groups. Part of what this is is it's just them saying back off, be quiet, and I think that's just part. The reality is, is like I think that's where I I, I read this, and I'm like you don't. I get where they're saying, and I, I think the good part is, is, as Christians, you guys have already said it, we sometimes can speak where the Bible doesn't speak. So we, the Christians have been wrong in that sense. Um, Christians sometimes don't offer the, the church to be a place where people can ask questions, and we want that to be a place because we believe that either were there that questions in this life, good questions, will ultimately find some answer. Now, it may be an answer of, I don't know, or only the Lord knows that answer, but you're still going to get something in like the way you, God wants us to do that and find are the answers there. They're not even living with, they, there's almost like this, I'm holy and humble by being agnostic on these questions. Mm -hmm. And certainty is arrogance. The ironic thing about it, though, is, is that in their agnosticism, they're actually full of answers that they're very dogmatic about. But for some reason, from their perspective, I think sincerely they think this, they're being humble about it. And so I don't think they're being even consistent with themselves. And that's why I guess at some level I have to, I hear this and I want to respond. I want to interact with people who would have this concern, but also to realize I don't think you, this is a slogan to you. This is not even real mm -hmm. um, because you really don't want to even hear my questions that I have to you because sometimes yeah. I'm sure that I would have bad questions. Mm -hmm. It seems like a regression of mankind to me. I mean, for all of man's history, when we study history, we've been trying to answer questions. The yeah. great philosophers sure. of the day right. mm -hmm. tried to answer right. questions. What is truth? What <laughs> right. is happiness? Mm -hmm. right. right. And maybe we would say as Christians they were 
Sure. Not basing it on the right thing, but they wanted answers, right? Sure. Mankind has always wanted answers. We've sought after answers. And it's like now we've got to this point to where we're like, eh, maybe answers isn't the thing. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the best guy is the guy who's just like, I don't know. So then the question uh-huh. I would have is, why ask the question? Yeah, then why, there are no questions then. <laughs> why ask a question if there are no answers? And if there are no answers, is there really any question? Right, No. That's way too deep for me. Yeah, yeah. Man. you're right. You're right. You know, you're right. But then if you give me an answer to that question, you've made an answer. But they, yeah, yeah and they've taken away. <laughs> they've taken away every standard. Yeah, there are no standards. Whereas Christians, we have a standard. It's called God's word, mm-hmm. and so we are on the right. so we have answers. Right. But they don't have a standard, and since there's no standard to stand on, there are no answers to be given. Right, and I guess that's where it's kind of going, mm-hmm. but it just leads to chaos and confusion, and again, a world eating each other yeah. because there are you can never be right, you can never be wrong, and so right. then there can never be any order whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it's did you guys see? This is a little off topic. Harvard just has a new guy over to his chaplaincy an program, atheist. and he's, he's an atheist. atheist. Yeah. They hired an atheist to lead their chaplaincy program. And it's Very because inclusive of them. it's because there are so many non-religious nowadays that he speaks for them, Goodness. and so he can oversee the Buddhist chaplain and the Christian chaplain and all these different chaplains. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's this. I mean, it's what we're it's what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. It's like just mm-hmm. lunacy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are no answers, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess yeah. you could have any answer. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as with, <laughs> you can't even gauge lunacy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As with all of these, right? There's. There's the grain of truth in it, because like you said, Tim, sometimes the honest answer is, I don't know. Yeah. But we never end there, right? Mm -hmm. We know that there are some things that we never will have the answers to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That are not revealed to us, some things Mm -hmm. of spiritual realities that the answer is not revealed to us in the Word of God. It's called God's hidden will for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of things that we do have answers to, Mm -hmm. and to say perpetually, I don't know, is actually the most dishonest thing that you could ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the grain of truth is, yeah, sometimes we should be a little bit more humble about not knowing the answer. But the same thing that I think we've seen with a lot of these is that th- they they don't apply this standard to themselves mm-hmm. in the same way that they apply it to others mm-hmm. as they would like historic Christians um, because they do they are certain about many things. Mm-hmm. Um, because also so. part of it is, is it's not simply saying I don't know, but they're saying I can't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I cannot know this. This is an impossibility. You cannot access that answer. Um, and the only way you arrive at that conclusion right. is if you don't have a trust in a foundation of God's word. Right. Which that's that's how you see. Like this is all one big system that works together. Sure. You know, cr- progressive Christianity did not start with this little slogan. Mm-hmm. This slogan is the outworking mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a lesser theology of God's Word. Right. They do That's have some leaders within it who give answers. We talked about that on the last podcast, that Richard Rohr, and there's others who they look to for mm-hmm. answers. But it's, it's. I think we said this too, it's like they have, those people have special secret knowledge. Secret knowledge. Yeah. Um, or their answers are palatable. Yeah. And they're so inclusive that they will never make anybody angry. Right. <laughs> you know, and so like, well, who's going to argue with that? Yeah, the you know? universalism mm-hmm. is a big deal, right, within mm-hmm. progressive Christianity for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same old hat. I mean, this is stuff we've been dealing with as Christians for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It's not anything new. Um, I think also it's one thing sometimes to... Uh, 
Progressive Christianity, like so many things in, uh, in our culture, can thrive in a, a pr- a, the right setting mm-hmm. and thrive. But whenever the going gets tough, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm seeing I don't know on the paper. Um, I don't know how much of this they're actually going to live by practically. Like if they were faced with serious life and death, suffering and situation, if you're faced with real suffering, how does progressive Christianity then really mm-hmm. handle underneath that? Because part of the problem too is is this kind of stuff that the inviting questions, we want questions, I want questions, and I think we should, but like Scott's pointed out here, um, they don't want the answers, but the reality is can you really live that way? It's easy to say that in 21st century, a Western democracy. Mm. It's much harder to say that if you're suffering under mm-hmm. uh, oppressive uh, mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this sounds good, and there's parts of it, like Scott said, that we would we would we would probably want to agree with in the sense in which the way churches have abused this. But I don't know how practical it really is um, pragmatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was that lady's name that you said? Elisa Childers. And she has a blog or something? She or a uh, YouTube she has, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's spoken. That's honest, uh, That's actually where I heard about this book. How she old is she? I mean, her, she's, uh, I don't know. Late 30s? Mid late 40s? 30s, early 40s. She was a Zoe girl? Yeah, Zoe girl. She's probably about mid 40s, you think? Or maybe Tim's I would age. say so. Is your age or a little older, maybe? How old do you think I am? That's, I don't want to. You just said mid forties. Thirty seven. Tim's age. Yeah. Thirty seven. People say I'm mid forties. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Because I'm bald. <laughs> you got a birthday this year. I will. Yeah. Got a birthday coming. But yeah, no. And so I mean, and she's one of the ones where it's like, she says things that I don't always agree with. We don't line up on everything, but she's probably one of the most vocal voices pointing out the issues within progressive Christianity, mm-hmm. responding to things like this, interviewing people like Michael Kruger. You know, uh, and and going through, asking, pointing out the difficult things in a way that's really helpful. Hmm. Um, She wrote a book called Another Gospel, where it's like she talks about her experience at that church, Hmm. and Hmm. she's she's honestly trying to do what I think Machen was doing in pointing out that progressive Christianity is not actually Christianity; Mm -hmm. it's something totally different. Right. That's what she's trying to do. Is she's trying to show that. Yeah, and probably at the core, at a very basic level, that's the one of the biggest offenses about historic Christianity for progressive Christians is that at at the bottom level, there's there's a certain answer given to certain theological questions, and those are those are unacceptable. Um, any kind of certain answers. Are so, disallowed. are there are are there churches that are progressive churches? Like they just say that we are for those who have deconstructed and stuff. Are there churches like that? Um, I'd be curious I, to what they sing. Yeah. Because when um, we sing, we sing answers. We sing truths. Yeah. We just sing a song. But, we probably sing really vague yes. songs. <laughs> but the thing is, but the, no, actually, I don't, even think, I don't even think that they would sing vague songs. I think they would sing maybe some of the same songs that we sing, but they would redefine what those songs were. Sure. Um, and they, would have, they wouldn't have a problem singing what would otherwise be a very orthodox song. But th- what they have, and they do this with all kinds of things. Maker. 
I sing Waymaker a lot. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, they would just they would just redefine what they mean because honestly, you just like, had to throw a name in there, yeah. didn't you? Those those, those pastors and preachers at those churches, they still preach from the Bible. But they're not saying what the Bible says. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. They're well, offering. It can't be life lessons, though. Even right. I mean, it can't even be like a. Well, no, it is because remember, like as long as your conclusion is the same conclusion that they're presenting, then you can provide an answer. Yeah. Right. And so they're. It's it, at the end of the day, it's yeah. critical. Yeah. They said right. Jesus is the model for living. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So that's probably what it is, right? It's, yeah. it's probably messages of see, Jesus was kind to this lady, yeah. and we need to be kind. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Um, do you remember? Moralism? Mm-hmm. Deism. When the, Deism? Em- yeah. when Deism. the emergent church was really going, they had the, something like, called like the front porch. Do you know what, I was talk- what I'm talking about there? Neither of you know? Maybe. Describe I think it. it was something kind of similar to this, where it was like discussion, and it was a free place. Is that where? Because that's what you do on the front porch. Yeah. You know? And uh, so they had this front porch time where they would just come and like just discuss things and topics. And If you remember, um, what's his name? Erasing Hell guy. Rob Bell. Rob Bell. A lot of his NUMA videos that he did yeah, yeah, yeah. were basically just asking a lot of questions and never giving mm. any answers. <laughs> That's a lot of what it was. Right, like, yeah. in, I used to listen to some of those, not seeing the issue with them. But now looking back on them, I see how dangerous they are. Yeah. Um, because all it does <clears throat> is lead people to a place where all you're trying to do is get people to doubt what they believe. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to get them to a more solid foundation. Whereas, like, we would say... Sometimes we want to get people to doubt what they believe in order to get them to a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really seem to be the the motivation. Also, one of the things is, is they doubt everything else but themselves. Mm-hmm. Christianity teaches us to doubt ourselves, mm-hmm. but not everything yeah. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that's a good one liner there. You yeah. just twist it together. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it. These things just, these things just flow sometimes. <laughs> they just flow. Yeah. yeah um, this topic is hard. I think just progressive Christianity in general, because it seems to me to be so. What's that? I don't know if I need to be political. Dumb. I don't even know how to have a conversation with it like this. Hmm. When you're telling me they want you to ask questions. But they're never going to give an answer. I don't <laughs> but even, it's anti-intellectual. Yeah, I don't even know how to yeah. respond to that. Yeah, like, sure. What? I mean, we send our kids to school to get answers, to get smarter. And this, you're only getting dumber. It seems. It seems like because you're never asking a answering yeah. a question. I would and, say that probably not a good way to have a conversation. With person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is really. I'm just saying, but it's hard. It's hard for me to interact with it in a way. That seems intelligent because mm-hmm. of because of that. I'm like, I don't, it seems like this is a simple answer to mm-hmm. give. You're wrong. <laughs> this ain't right. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just makes it hard. I think to really engage with. Well, it. I think that's. I mean, what where I see <clears throat> every road of progressive Christianity obviously leads away from historic Christianity, but it leads to universalism. It's yeah. It's just, that's and what it, it is. And agnosticism, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people who are, maybe they might not even call themselves a progressive Christian, but that's the road they're going. I honestly think that the best way to have a conversation with them is to ask them questions mm-hmm. to show them that the logical conclusion and right. destination of where you're going is oblivion. Yes. It's nothing. Yeah. If you're going to be logically consistent 
with right. all of this stuff, right. then you're going to eventually end up in nothingness. Well, I think you kind of brought that up one of the early ones of saying there are some who say they're deconstructing, but they still call themselves Christians. But then there's been others that you said were more honest and truthful. Like yeah. And they, decon- yeah. they deconstructed and said, I'm no longer a Christian. I don't yeah. believe in that anymore. And that really is where you have to go. Yeah. If you're going right. to be fair, right. that's where you're going to end up. If you're going to be consistent and honest. Yes, right. you're going to yeah. have to say, I don't believe in that yep. anymore. Yep. Right. I can't. It's not compatible mm-hmm. with like these statements. You can't or remake these Christianity. Right. You yeah. either accept it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Or you go do something else. And one question I have is... Well, we don't have an answer. Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't expect Keep you. Asking. That Keep just asking. shows how arrogant you guys were that I was even thinking that you should give me answers. I was just going to offer a question. Uh, um, Go ahead. First of all, I, before my question, Scott, what is a progressive Christianian? I know. Uh, I saw a Christianian. I call him a Christianian. I think that sounds really good. You know, I was thinking of Corinthians. I was thinking of Are those the... Hello there. I'm a progressive. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, but my real question is, and I, you probably don't have an answer, is I probably do. Like where? That's right. We have answers. We're not progressive Christians. Tim's not dumb. All right. We regressed. Um, so you can tell like, it's four o'clock. Where do you see like this kind of stuff though? This I, I think it's easy for me to, I guess, for me to see those people out there and like in some ways it's like that's obvious that it's like this your system is unworkable. Where do we see this though? Infiltrating conservative churches, Protestant churches think, in particular, maybe. But I, like, like, where do we see this attitude and this this moral idea that yeah. inviting questions is more valuable? And, and we're not talking about a healthy sense of asking questions, but like, yeah, you know. I mean, what if I'm we're saying? being honest, I think. I mean, Scott can speak to this. We see this within our own church of people struggling with this, who feel they've had questions. It's kind of funny because. When I've come across progression Christianity more, it's been people who don't aren't getting the answers to questions. They feel the church isn't answering hmm. the question, uh, and when you do answer it, it's just not the answer they're looking for, and so they're seeking it in other in other areas. Right. But with uh, with teens, with twenty somethings, I think is where you see it the most when they're starting to gain mm-hmm. some independence. They're starting to see things in the world that maybe they've been sheltered of before from their parents. Or in their, you know, in their school district or something, mm-hmm. and they go off to college or whatever it might be, where they're getting encountered with questions that they haven't grappled with before, mm-hmm. and so that leads to more questions and leads to more questions. It leads to more questions to where you find you find it, you know, within within church within church life. Um, you're starting to see phrases that progressive Christians use. You see it in seminaries or not seminaries, in Christian colleges, I would say, probably some seminaries. But even around here, um, you know, Christian colleges that I know parents send their kids to, where you're going to find professors who align with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe not like all the way to the deep end, but definitely dabbling in it and starting to put these questions then in kids' minds, students' minds. Um, I think that's where I. I, I, I would say that part of the. I guess I have two answers. I think <clears throat> part of the problem is actually that conservative. I don't like using that word conservative because it it brings a different connotation. I would say more rather historically Christian 
and Orthodox Christian churches. Regressive churches. Yeah, regressive <laughs> churches. That those churches, where they go wrong and where historical Orthodox Christian parents go wrong is when they don't ask any of the really hard questions and they don't expose. That's honestly part of the reason why I'm doing this series with the mm-hmm. youth is because they need to see these questions. And actually, from my experience, children are not sheltered by the school system. No. They, 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 they are yeah. exposed mm-hmm. they um, to yeah. much. I, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. Where it's a problem is when parents and churches act like those problems and those questions are not being asked sure. and that people don't already have those questions. Mm-hmm. The problem comes is when we actually don't try to give answers mm-hmm. and we wait too long. Mm-hmm. But the, where I see this play out in churches, and so I don't know if your question was rhetorical or, or not, but like I see this play out on difficult matters of doctrine, like the Trinity or things like that, where we say, oh, it's just too hard for us to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the nature between predestination and God and free will. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, it's too hard for us to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's We kind of just let our hands yeah. loose of it yeah. and don't yeah. try to answer yeah. um, the yeah. question. Uh, so I, I I see that in churches yeah. there. Yeah, no, I think there is a sense in which, um, I'm going to use the phrase like doctrinal minimalism, where it's like, we were only certain of a very few little five points or six points or seven points of whatever. And that's about it. Everything else in the Bible is up for debate. And what that makes the Bible is, is it's like, well, no one could ever understand this book because there's so many interpretations. And there are a lot of interpretations. I think that's one of the ways that like church history and understanding the the theological reflection of the church in history is so helpful because what we find out when we do that is actually these questions have been asked and answers have been given. Now, you may not like the answer that's been given, Mm -hmm. but it would be, it's at least nice to know that other Christians have at least asked the question and wrestled with it Mm -hmm. over the course of centuries. Right. That's why I think it's so important. And perhaps it's also particularly in our american context we have oftentimes we feel disconnected from the church pre billy graham mm-hmm. and so it's hard for us to imagine the church before billy graham um grappling with these issues and so but by not studying that history and that theological reflection and not even really being aware of it we've also cut ourselves off from this reflection of these questions yeah. that the church has dealt with and it doesn't mean you have to have a phd in it to go through it or whatever but it does mean you should at least be aware of it and know that there is a treasure trove of questions and answers um, available mm-hmm. in the church's history yeah okay all right, Scott gave me the go. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up now. Um, it's late. How are it's we late. wrapping up? <laughs> I thought we just right. did. <laughs> we should never do a podcast this late. Why? Why? It's only good. We talked about food. 403. <laughs> we talked about what we were supposed to. Imagine well, I mean, how 403. We're getting close to your old bedtime. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine how it would be at 9 p.m. Oh, <laughs> we should. They would be sleeping and be me and you talking. <laughs> we could do an all nighter. <laughs> we could do an all night podcast. Would not Smoke be meat and do and do podcast. You wouldn't be able to do that. You could do that bologna, Scott. I would smoke the bologna. I would do it. And me and Matt. I don't know if Matt would eat it. I would eat it. I would eat it. For sure, I would eat it. You have to at least try it. 
I've had we, it. What if we put it on a biscuit? No. What if we put it on a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can put bologna in to make could, it good. We could deep fry it in flour. Deep fry it in flour, <laughs> put it on pasta with some marinara sauce over it. That's what they do in the Philippines. You know what? <laughs> and it's disgusting. We'll just call it bologna. Fair food. like a fair food. I mean, it's kind, it of, a, it's kind of a corn dog, but I mean, it's yeah. you know, yeah. a real big corn dog. <laughs> I like corn dogs. That's bologna. I'm kind of hypocritical. Is it really? Like hot That's dogs. not bologna, is it? <laughs> of course it is. No, a hot it's, dog is kind of bologna. It's kind of, but not. It is spice the same. They're not the same. Different no, spices, not. Right. It is not the same it's thing. It's processed pork. I'm pretty, it's not yeah, the same well, thing. You know what we need to do? We need to go to the Kogel's factory and ask them. <laughs> they will say it's, it's not. The, they will be mad that you compared them to bologna. <laughs> they would be so angry. I want to know where bologna came from. I know, that there's a, uh, I know that there's a name. Came from Bologna. <laughs> Little place called Sheol. <laughs> <laughs> the place of the dead. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is, is Bologna a result of the fall? Bologna? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but. Could you imagine the Old Testament Jews whenever they, yeah. like if they came into our present day time, the believers, and they're like, and they saw Bologna. What is this you guys are eating? It's okay, it's turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You know, it's is like, salt. Pork? Gosh! <laughs> oh, you know? oh, that would be funny. That's why I, was, I told Mark Jordan just recently, hey, I'll close with this. I said, you know, it'd be what funny, like the Old Testament believers, if they were here and they saw <laughs> our church celebrating with a pork, pork roast. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like they would. True Gentiles. Uh, <laughs> hey, we are true Gentiles. Get away. Paul would have ate with us. Yeah, Paul would have. Paul would have ate with us. Probably would have yelled at us for something else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> said, There's too much blood. In <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we hope this has been beneficial to you. Thank you, Scott, for leading our discussion. I really hope it's been beneficial. And, uh, yeah. In some way. It probably hasn't, but you it's know It's in what? God's hands. It's, we've been faithful. Uh, yeah, we've been it's faithful. in God's hands. We've been faithful, so we're going to let Scott go take a nap now. So The Holy right. Spirit will interpret for us. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless.